The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Normally, I am joined only by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional batter Simon Hunter. But Simon, we have a special college football best bets bonus edition I got to say, the brightest star in the volume podcast new universe, it's got to be J-Boy, who joined the team this year and has been blowing things up. He's on the show today. J-Boy, welcome. Hey, uh, guys, it's an honor to be here, especially on a bonus episode. I, I kind of feel like the boss. You get to fight in the game you didn't even know was on the game at some point. So I'm just really excited to play that role, and uh, it's an honor to be on with you guys. We normally don't have anybody south of the mason dixon line on the show so this is truly exciting uh (laughs) well just our guy brett brett mcmurphy other than brett mcmurphy right colin wilson also colin wilson our senior writer at the action network uh co-host of the bboc pod co-host of the sources pod on the bboc channel regular guest with jay boy on his podcast these two they're like brothers from another mother to get them talking about college football. I feel like it's a gift. Simon, I'm going to ask one question. I swear to God, in the next 20 minutes, you and I might not say a single word. I'm about it. I, I did, I'm about to take it all in because I do watch college football, but it's like out of the corner of my eye on Saturday. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to do work for Sunday, but I can't not watch college football. This season especially has just been insane. So I'm excited to hear what these guys got to say about this upcoming slate. I was one of those guys who, when I got out of college, you know, before all of you were born, except for, except for Colin, um, every Saturday, Sunday, all day, college football, all day, NFL football. And then when I had kids and I was covering the NFL for ESPN, I kind of had to drop one of them because I couldn't in like good conscience do nothing on the weekends with my wife and my kid and then kids. So I had kind of dropped college football for about 10 years. And cause I had to do NFL and then all of a sudden my kids like were grown up or like teenagers and they just like, didn't want to hang out anymore. And about three years ago, all of a sudden 
at noon on Saturday, I got nothing to do. And I am locked and loaded on college football. It's been fantastic. Let's get to it. Enough of us talking. Jay boy, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Heading into Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. nut crunch time as we head towards the final rankings for the college football playoffs, potential chaos, best bet on the college football board this week. You know, I, I did a lot of scanning, you know, it was in the submarine, put up the periscope, took a look around, got a lay of kind of what was going on. And there's one that I've been, I've been on, I've been, uh, you know, this is a matchup and I know, you know, Sonny Dykes to TCU is looking like it's a real thing right now from SMU, but I have not been a believer in Cincinnati, especially the way they've been playing over the last four to five weeks. Uh, I know game day went up there to watch them play the absolute, ju- absolute juggernaut in Tulsa, and they were able to squeak out a win there and, you know, a big seven point win over Navy. And, uh, you know, it got a little close there with USF who covered the 23 and a half shout out to the bulls. I'm going to go SMU. And you know, this line's fluctuated a little bit. I got it in the sharp, uh, on FanDuel at plus 12 and a half SMU. It got down to 10 and a half last night. Checked it this morning. It's plus 11 and a half right now. Give me SMU plus 11 and a half at Cincinnati. I think Desmond Ritter is going to continue to turn the ball over a little bit. They don't look crisp. The biggest matchup is going to be with those two NFL corners. They got one name's Kobe Bryant, so you know he's good. Uh, the other one, they, his nickname's Sauce, so it's a good situation out on the edges there for Luke Fickle. But I think Tanner Mordecai, I think the weapons that SMU has out wide, I think they're legitimate weapons, guys that could play uh, at a very high level in Power 5. And I think SMU, I got a feeling, I don't think you'd be crazy to sprinkle money, a little money line on it, uh, but I like SMU plus 11 and a half. If you're going to lose, lose by 10, everybody wins. Colin, I know you want to jump in. You're already waving your hand. It's like you're in church on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, a couple of things I know about you. One, you were really, really hoping for uh, Desmond Ritter Heisman run. Two, uh, you and Brett McMurphy on the Sources Pod this week talked a lot about what Cincy needs to sneak into the playoff. Can they overtake, according to the committee, a potential one-loss Wake Forest team? Will they be able to overtake uh, an Oklahoma team? So uh, react to J-Boy and SMU uh, and then give me your best bet. Well, Cincinnati is not going to make the playoff because a one-loss Power 5 conference champion is going to hop them. I don't care that OU is 13. I don't care that Wake is 10. They're getting hopped. And it's sort of like a consolation prize that you're number five. Congratulations, you're never going above this. And shout out to ESPN Game Day. I would actually watch your show if you went to Montana and showed me like, you know, the clouds hovering over the field for an FCS game instead of going to Cincinnati and like blowing smoke up my ass. So that's just the way that I feel. I thought that was a terrible decision and it just overhyped a team that doesn't deserve it because last year's Cincinnati team would be an eight point favorite over this Cincinnati team, according to power rating. So I love the SMU play because when the air raid offense is clicking, they beat everybody and SMU got back on track. They were out of sync for a couple of weeks. My best bet is going to be Kansas State. This is a great spot to get Baylor off of a a win against Oklahoma. Baylor's covered just one game outside of Waco this year. The last time they were on the road as touchdown favorites, they lost to a TCU team that fired Gary Patterson uh, and gave up 500 yards. So I don't want to hear we beat Oklahoma where we should get I don't want to hear it. You just lost to TCU. Didn't have a coach. Kansas State's playing great run defense right now. That's the identity of Baylor's offense. And the Wildcats are just tremendous with the explosive play, which is where the Bears really fall down outside the top 100, stopping the explosive run and the explosive pass. Kansas State outright. Colin, remember, was it last year? Was it two years ago 
where SMU had the robot quarterback. So they were, <laughs> their receivers were getting extra practice. What was that again? Yes. The seeker. So yeah, we found out in, in preseason play and I saw this machine that was rifling footballs 40 <laughs> yards down the field with an apex of about nine yards off the ground. Right. And it's called the seeker. The best kept secret in college football. SMU has the seeker. They call me the seeker. And what happens is, is instead of wearing out all of your quarterbacks, the seeker can throw a ball every five seconds. SMU purchased this to get all of their wide receivers in sync and on time and running the right routes. And next thing you know, we found out that three or four other programs had the seeker. Every team that has the seeker covered the spread. Like if they were like nine and three well, against the spread on the season. Tur- turns out that's where they got the Iron Dome technology. It's crazy coincidence. you ever heard the story. <laughs> Simon, what's your question? Well, I also just want to touch on what J-Boy said. I've been taking the money lines against Cincy this last couple of weeks, and I keep getting burned by it. I'm going to keep doing it, though, at this point. I can't not keep doing it. They keep getting these inflated lines against them because they're undefeated. I love that play on Cincinnati. I'm sitting here November. Who am I betting on other than Georgia and Bama to win the national title in Fandle? Like, I'm looking at these lines right now. Everyone's been Bama. Everyone's been Georgia. Is there another team? Is there something funky that wacky will happen this season, which I don't know. Should I put money on one of these teams or should I just play it safe, stick to Bama or Georgia to win it all? Uh, Colin, I'll, I'll take this one first, if you don't mind. The, the way yeah. I'm looking at it is 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 like this. I, I, I don't think Alabama is going to make the playoff. Uh, I don't think a two-loss Alabama team is going to make the playoff. I, I think the gap between Alabama and Georgia this year from a roster standpoint is about as big as it's been. But – you have so many veteran guys on Georgia, especially on that defense. Uh, you know, we know that the struggles that Alabama's had every now and then offensively, but they're, they're not playing complimentary football. What Nick Saban does best where the special teams, the offense and the defense are all in sync. It's either the offense is hot and the defense is struggling a la A&M or the defense is hot and the offense is struggling a la LSU. And they didn't come out and look like world beaters against New Mexico state, even though they hung on to win 59 to three shockingly. But if I'm going to make a play on it, Georgia is the safe play. I think it's minus 125. But if I was going to make a play outside of Georgia, and I know y'all didn't just bring me on here to say bet Georgia, I would take Ohio State plus 350 because I think they have a chance to make the playoff a better chance than Alabama does. You got a big one against Mel Tucker and Michigan State plus 19. So you got to feel good about Ohio State, especially at home. CJ Stroud is a young guy, is getting better as the years uh, goes on. He's learning from his mistakes. And I think Ohio State, is the only team that has the speed to be able to threaten a Georgia or an Alabama if something crazy were to happen and Bama were to win the SEC championship, then you'd have Georgia and Bama in, in my opinion. But Ohio State plus 350, you got a little bang-bang for your buck. You need a little bang-bang for the luck. But with Ohio State, we've seen it before. Cardell Jones put on the cape and put out the Harry Potter spell book for a couple games there uh, you know, a handful of years ago. So we'll see uh, how it goes. But I, if I'm going to make a play outside of Georgia or Bama, it'd be Ohio State plus 350 for me. Bang-bang, yeah, I- by the way. It wouldn't be a favorites podcast if we didn't make an obscure song reference. I'll spare you both. No, I won't. <laughs> uh, Jesse J. Prolific, prolific performer and songwriter. Simon, don't laugh at me. Colin, go ahead and answer the question. I got Brett McMurphy dropping Steely Dan and Poison on me on the Saturday morning show. I, 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 I slacked, uh, I slacked <laughs> McMurphy 
<laughs> I slacked McMurphy uh, after listening to the Sources Pod, which is great, and I loved it. And I'm like, dude, between Animal House, Poison, I said, if you if you make a risky business reference, you're hitting oh. like the trifecta, yeah, fifty and over yeah. set. And he reminded me of Steely Dan. Yeah, you, yeah, he basically just hit the ancestry.com button by dropping all those. Right. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get Ricky. Don't lose that number in our Saturday live show. I'll I'll work on it at some point. If you lived specifically, and J Boy stealing my thunder here. I mean, he's absolutely on the mark. But if you lived simply in a spreadsheet, you would want to put Georgia minus 125. Get some money down on that. That has value up to minus 150. If you look at their list of teams they projected to play, and you take all the projected point spreads and you take the projected lines. It's minus 150. So Georgia, you're going to go into the national championship game holding a minus 150 ticket when their spread is going to be higher and it's going to dictate a higher money line. Absolutely. Minus 125 is the play. And also, if you live in a spreadsheet, it's Oklahoma State plus uh, I'm sorry, let me say it's Oklahoma State 50 to one. Now, from a value perspective, think about this. They're favored by 10 this weekend. They're going to be short favorites in, in Bedlam. And then they're going to play Oklahoma again. And they're going to be maybe plus one on a neutral field. So when you look at it from that perspective, and then you add in a potential game with Georgia in the semifinals, you still can't get to 50 to one. Now that's mathematics. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Oklahoma state's offense can beat Georgia's defense. They can't. There's only one offense in this nation that should keep Kirby uh, smart up at night about his defense. And that's Ohio state. Georgia's biggest vulnerability is mid range to deep passes in between the hashes against an, and it's his untested secondary. Tennessee had that figured out. The first two drives they had against them was just pay dirt. I mean, they moved the ball. They looked great. It was deep passing in between the hashes. Then some adjustments came by Kirby and they were able to shut the Bulls down, but the Bulls still scored 17 points. What Ohio State is doing right now offensively is going to give Georgia big problems. And now a few words from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL season is giving us a big week 11 divisional matchup between rivals Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. FanDuel Sportsbook is about to make it even bigger because FanDuel is giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. I'm so excited for this game. I love the Seahawks catching points as a home underdog here in a huge bounce back spot. They'll be playing for their season and I'll be betting right there with them. FanDuel is sports betting made simple and they're always hooking you up with great offers. They're the number one rated sportsbook app in America and payouts are fast and secure. Offers like this are just one of the many reasons I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. Plus, when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. Already a FanDuel sportsbook user? FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50 too. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. This week, you could win $150 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. The other sort of remaining question. It's been a very lackluster, uninteresting, lack of star power, Heisman race. Colin, you mentioned CJ Stroud. There's been the Bryce Young talk. Those are basically the two guys who are leading the odds race right now. Colin, I'll start with you. J-Boy, you're next. Simon, you can go last. You can bring it up. I know you bet on something because I always forget like how much of a degen you really are <laughs> when you talk about how you've been betting since an, uh, betting the opponent's money line against Cincinnati all year. And like, I just forget you're betting everything. Uh, everything. Colin, Kansas money line against Texas. Yeah, si- Thank you very much. I'm on all of the chat. Simon's degen X. Did you, did you bet the Kansas money line against Texas? Multiple times better first half. I'm all like Kansas this year has won me so much money. I think I had their first half against Oklahoma <laughs> too. Kansas has been good to me this year. Dude, you, you don't even know a single person playing for Kansas. That's, that's how you hit I on Kansas, though, Chad. That's guy. that's how you hit on Kansas. It's, it's like whenever we ask Baby Cone, Cone's eleven week old son, what to pick. He's right. Uh, he's like eight and two. It's unbelievable. He can't even speak or know what's going on. <laughs> You stick Colin. a monkey on a pole and you get people like Simon automatically <laughs> betting against Texas on the money line. College football is better than the NBA. I'll just it's so it. frustrating. So frustrating. All right, Colin. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're out of it with, uh, with Desmond Ritter. So give me mm-hmm. a CJ Trout, a CJ Stroud, Bryce Young or field take. Yeah, well, we we talked about it on the Sources podcast. I'll direct everybody there because we said CJ Stroud after Ohio State lost their game that his number at 18 to 1 was ridiculous because CJ Stroud is not the reason that they lost that game. He's plus 150 on the board. And we talked on sources this week, uh, Brett and I did, Brett's a Heisman voter, that this is a two-man race. Don't listen to the Matt Corral or the Kenneth Walker. This is a two-man race between Bryce Young and Matt Corral and CJ Stroud. And whoever wins in their championship game is going to take this down. And if you look at it that way, because it's a team-oriented award, then Ohio State's got the easier path. But there are reasons to back CJ Stroud here. Uh, If you look at Bryce Young and what's going on with that offensive line, he is being pressured. He doesn't throw down field. He checks down everything. He lets the explosive play start behind the line of scrimmage. As to where you look at C.J. Stroud, 16 to 1 touchdown to INT ratio when he's been blitzed this year. So I know Wisconsin is waiting in that Big Ten championship game, and I know that they're going to have pressure all over C.J. Stroud. 16 to one touchdown interception ratio on blitz downs. Uh, Stroud has put up the more impressive numbers. He's got the better offensive line. Jay boy. Well, you know, I, I don't think uh, Collins far off base there at all, especially what, you know, we know Bryce Young's going to see in Atlanta when they play against Georgia, but you know, kind of looking around the rest and, and I'm looking for a more value buy here. Uh, Kenneth Walker plus 450. The reason is he's the whole team offensively and he has opportunities left. I know it's kind of contradictory to 
pick Ohio State plus 350 to win, you know, win the Natty uh, outside of Georgia and Bama and then pick Kenneth Walker plus 450 to win the Heisman as they play each other this weekend. But if Michigan State does go off and we've seen Ohio State play up and down, this hasn't been a super unbelievably consistent Ohio State team that is now just burying everybody. They struggled a little bit with Penn State. We've seen there has been some holes in the defense. They switched to a lot of zone coverage, which helps you against the run. A lot of people don't realize that when you're in man and they break a level, a lot of guys have their backs turned. But when you're in zone, safeties, nickels, even corners, depending on what you're running, are able to, to get to the ball carrier quicker. Their eyes are in a different spot, whether it's going Q to two uh, from the safety position uh, or Q to one from the corner position. But, you know, Kenneth Walker, to me, uh, still has a chance to put together big opportunities. Because if they beat Ohio State, which I don't think they will, but if they do, Michigan State's sitting pretty. Uh, they're sitting very pretty because we all know the other side, like uh, Colin mentioned, with Wisconsin and Minnesota is not nearly as strong as what you have on the side with Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, uh, and Ohio State. So Kenneth Walker plus 450. Uh, if, I were, if I was going to look outside of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, that's where I would go. Mel Tucker probably about to sign a buyout. Uh, so, you know, they'll be comfortable there. And, you know, I just Kenneth Walker to me. And again, it's such a weird and somewhat watered down field. I just wish, you know, we could talk about Jordan Davis more, or maybe Will Anderson or somebody like that. But they don't want to give the Heisman to defensive guys. Simon, I, I can only imagine what your Heisman rundown is. Let's get to it. <laughs> I have none because I've lost all my Heisman money bets. Every guy I bet it's either hurt at this point or there's not even the starter anymore, like the Oklahoma kid. My question here is my lovely assistant just brought me a piece of paper. Every time I get to this point where I bet on Georgia, this is when they let you down, boys. What are we doing here? We're walking right into the, the trap every time. I mean, sharp trap. We got a sharp <laughs> trap. Taking the way back to Stafford days, every time Georgia has a good team, they'll have a good quarterback. They've got the coaching. They got the defense. They lose to Bama in this situation, or they'll lose to Clemson or some random other team. It always happens with Georgia. Is this really it? Like you guys are talking like, this is it for Georgia. Are we like, we have 20 years of history of Georgia choking in this exact position. Is this really finally the year they do it? Uh, Alabama is not going to be Georgia. I'll just go on record and say that. And it's not oh, your life saves on Alabama right now. Everyone listening. Uh, Alabama is going to take two losses and they're going to need some help to get in the playoff. I don't know if Jay boy agrees with me, but that offensive line because Darian Dahlcourt at center and Chris Owens at center have been two of the worst offensive linemen in pass blocking and run blocking, and you're going to line them up at center against Jordan Davis, a guy that's the size of a house, they are right. not going to win the SEC championship. I agree 100%. And, and look, you know, I think you got to take every team, and I, I'm not a huge trends guy. You know, every team to me is different. Circumstances are different, but they do, they do have to get over the Bama hump. But again, this team is older. This isn't a young team. I mean, even Stetson Bennett, you know, has been at Georgia, you know, since 88. So, you know, he's been there for, you know, I'm just going to flash 20 Georgia. Years. Yeah, Up no, 17. I, I get it. But you know the what? The Braves Champions. already took care of the juju for him, Simon. They already <laughs> won the series. They got it out. The Braves took the skeletons out of the closet, threw them in the road. But is it because I moved to Atlanta? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> a lot of people are saying a lot of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, look, I, I do think Georgia, to me, is the most consistent team with the most elite roster. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, to quote John Mayer, you know, gravity, gravity, gravity. <laughs> whoa, whoa, gravity. I can't think of a better way to end our special bonus episode of The Favorite with uh, J-Boy and Colin Wilson than letting John Mayer 
play us Marinate out. Marinate it. <laughs> Colin Wilson, Action Network senior writer, co-host of the BBOC pod, co-host of the BBOC live show on Twitter at Action Network HQ, Saturday mornings, 1030 Eastern, co-host of the Sources pod. J-Boy, the biggest, newest star in the volume podcast universe, rallying the most passionate audience in all of sports. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.